Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Welcome back to the game show, Should You Do It, where we ask contractors, should they be the one who does everything in their business? Okay, I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't know why, but I uh, just wanted to do my uh, announcer voice there. My uh, my wife and kids get a kick out of it when I do that. Anyways, <laughs> if I haven't lost you yet, on today's episode, we're talking about save or spend. Should you hire it out? Now, I'm not talking about labor in your business. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about should I hire employees or not. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about services that we need to use in our business to grow our business, to sustain, to even have a business, right? Because this is, I talk to contractors and they're trying to do all this stuff themselves. And it doesn't matter at what price point you're at. It doesn't matter uh, how long you've been in business for whatever reason. And I'm pretty sure it's because contractors are all uh, craftsmen at heart. And so they, they believe they can do this stuff themselves. It's a challenge, Brad. It's a challenge. I love the challenge. I want to build my own website. I want to do this. I want to do that. I love the challenge, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's really, it's really bad for your business. And I'll share with you some conversations I've had recently with my clients and other contractors to kind of weave in some, uh, some examples. So the, the biggest question when it comes to services, and by services, I mean things like your website, your marketing, um, it could be bookkeeping, you know, doing taxes, doing payroll, uh, project managers, design work for, you know, like actual um, plans and stuff like that, or, you know, 3D design, stuff like that, estimating hiring subcontractors, like there's lots of different elements of our business where we need to make these decisions. And it really depends on a lot of factors and we're gonna cover those here. So the number one thing that really plagues a lot of contractors when it comes to this decision of should I do it myself or hire someone to do it is cost, right? The number one reason why contractors decide to do things themselves is cost. And most of this is a mindset problem. This is not a financial problem. This is not a money problem. I want you to hear me loud and clear. 99.9999999% of your problems are not a lack of money. The reason why you don't have money is because you have a mindset problem. You have a scarcity problem. You believe there's only so much money in the world. And if you don't have it, someone else does. You believe that if you're not the cheapest, you're not going to get money. You believe that competitors are going to undercut you. Therefore, you won't get the job. Those are all mindset problems that lead to you not having enough money. I, I don't know if I can make this any clearer to you. When I talk to contractors and they're interested in joining my coaching and they go, Brad, I can't afford it. They don't have an affordability problem. They have a mindset problem. 
100% of the time, not even 99.9999. It's 100% of the time when they say I can't afford it, they have a mindset problem. There is unlimited amount of money in the world. Unlimited. And I don't care. We're like, well, Brad. Brad, the, you know, the government's printing more money and inflation. Bull crap. Bull crap. Those are excuses that you want to use. Those are external excuses that you want to use. It's all mindset. It's all mindset. And I can prove this a hundred times over. I can just always, I can always prove this a hundred times over. It's mindset every single time. We went way off in the wrong direction. <laughs> we went way off in the wrong direction. So let me bring this back in. I get fired up because I'm so sick and tired of contractors that say they don't have money. I can't afford it. It's not a freaking expense. Half the time you're doing in your business are investments. When you hire someone to build you a website, that's an investment. It's not an expense. Get it out of your freaking brain. It's not an expense. It's an investment. The whole purpose of investing is to send money out into the world so it comes back with a bunch of friends. That's what investments do. Yet some of you will go drop $20,000 in the stock market because you see that as a safe bet. You may get a 12% return over 20 years, but heaven forbid, some, you know, you got to spend six, $7,000 on a website and all hell breaks loose. I can't afford that. There's no way I can pay that much money for a website. I can't afford it. It's bull crap. It's bull crap. It's complete bull crap. Stop looking at everything in your freaking business as an expense. If you charge accordingly, if you charge appropriately, you will have more money than you can possibly ever imagine. And then you can hire people super easy. Again, it's a mindset problem. You don't believe you can charge more. It's a mindset problem. Therefore, because you don't believe you can charge more, you don't charge more. You have less money, so you can't, in your mind, afford to hire professionals. It's all mindset, and you completely sabotage yourself every freaking time. If you don't have the money right now, let's say, for example, you just started your business, you're six months in, you're barely making money, you got enough to pay, cover your expenses, and you're not really paying yourself anything, and you know you need a website, right? But you can't afford five, $6,000 website. In your mind, you can't afford it. But let's just say for, for argument's sake that there's just no way you can afford it. So you decide, I'm going to build my own website, right? This is what we're talking about here. Should you do it yourself or should you hire a professional? If you've never taken a marketing class, if you've never got training on building websites, if you've never done any of that stuff, and you think that you're going to be able to produce a website that's just as good as a professional who does it every single day, you're delusional. You're literally delusional, okay? But let's just take it down even one more step. Because in marketing, I have a saying of bad, good, great. A really bad website is better than zero website, right? It's better than no website. So even if you go on Wix or WordPress or any of these Squarespace or any of the other free ones and you download a template, it's a plug and play template that has the generic guy wearing a hard hat and tool belt and on the banner and you put that on there and you know, it's, Brad's Custom Carpentry, right? Because that's the name of your business, Brad's Custom Carpentry. That is still better 
than a client going online to look you up and there's no website. It's still a better option. There's a TV commercial that uh, I always laugh about. I don't even remember what it's about, but everybody's in this boardroom. It's, it's, they're, you know, they're asking, they go, is this the worst option? And they go, this is the best worst option. I don't even know what they what the commercial was about, but it's funny because that's what it seems like. Sometimes you got all these people in suits in a boardroom that are making these decisions and the decisions they make are the best, op- the best worst option. Right. And so that's what, that's what comes to mind when I'm thinking about, you have to do it yourself. It's the best worst option, right? The worst option is no website. The second best option is to have you do it yourself. And then of course, a better website is to have, you know, the, the bad, good, great, uh, good is a good website's better than a bad one. And a great website's better than all three, right? Or be- better than all two, the other two. Sometimes you have to just do the best you can sometimes. And that's okay. When you're literally doing the best you can with what you got, that's okay. The problem is you stay there. So you're six months into your business. You don't have a website. You go on Wix. You download a template. It's a bad website, but hey, that's better than nothing. And then three years later, you still have that crappy website. That's the problem. The problem is once you produce crap, you are satisfied with that crap. Because what happens is you produce a crappy website, and then you don't get any leads from it. You don't have it's not optimized. There's no SEO. There's nothing on there that appeals to your buyer. Uh, there's no good pictures. It's just it's just a bunch of crap. You might as well have a website that just has a picture of a, a, a steaming pile of crap coming off of it. And you're like, man, websites don't work. They just don't work, Brad. It's not worth it. I'm not going to spend 6,000. I had a website for three years and never got a single lead off of it. It's just not worth it. And that's the lie you tell yourself. That's the problem I have with you is when you stay in that spot, if that's the best you can do, then do your best. But when you stay there, now you're making an active decision, an intentional decision to not do better to not invest in your business. I had a, a friend of mine local. He is a, a contractor. He's a competitor of mine. And uh, I'm moving offices. I'm moving shops. I'm getting rid of a bunch of crap because I don't need it anymore. A bunch of materials, some tools, just a bunch of stuff I've accumulated over the last, you know, 13, 14 years. And uh, I was like, dude, come out, come by here and grab a bunch of stuff. I'll make it worth your time, I promise. Probably give you a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff for free. I just need to get it out of here. He pulls up in a unmarked pickup truck and i said dude where's your company truck at he's like oh no i'm not driving that that's my personal i'm like why isn't your personal truck lettered well you know sometimes you just don't want people to know what you do you just don't want people to stop you and ask you when you're out to dinner and stuff when you go out i'm like so you what you're saying is you're making a decision to not promote your business because you don't want more business in what world does that ever make sense? Like, well, I don't understand it. My daily driver was my company truck that was wrapped because everywhere I would go, I want people to know my business. When I go to the rifle range and they see me pull up, Hey, there's Brad. He's the contractor. Hey, what kind of contracting do you do? Oh, I do this and this. Oh, I need to get an estimate from you sometime. Yeah, no problem. By the way, side note here. When you have your company vehicle, 
that you drive to different things and you are doing things like shooting in competitions and you have match fees and you have, uh, you know, jerseys that you wear that are custom made and you have bullets you got to make or buy and all these expenses. Guess what? It's a write-off because it's all advertising. My jerseys that have my business name on them because I'm promoting my business, pay for my bullets, pays for my match fees, pays for all my travel expenses when I go out of town to shoot a match. It's all paid for by the business. Why? Because it's a sponsorship deal that helps me get more business. So, like, why wouldn't you want to have that? Why wouldn't you want to have your vehicle wrapped? Well, Brad, I live in a subdivision where you're not allowed to, you know, have wrapped vehicles in the driveway. If that was me, if that was the case for me, I would seriously consider moving. Like, seriously, I would seriously consider moving to an area where I could take my company vehicle home. I mean, that's just the truth. Now, if that's not a possible, I'm going to have my company vehicle at work. I'm going to have a separate vehicle that I take home. I'm going to drive to work and get in my company truck, and I'm going to drive it all day. I'm going to drive my company truck that's wrapped as much as possible, right? This contractor was like, no, I don't want people to know who I am and all this stuff. And they're, they're struggling in their business. Like, you know, they have issues in their business. Guys, if you want to be successful, you're either all in or you're all out. You can't have one foot in the boat and one foot out. Some of you guys have one foot in the boat. I know another contractor who said, I don't want to wrap my truck because I have road rage and I'm an aggressive driver. And again, that's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If I want to have a successful business, how about we just don't have road rage? How about we just stop acting like a little teenager uh, and throw in a hissy fit and then just learn to deal with it. I would rather go see a counselor. I'd rather pay a therapist $150 an hour to teach me to not have road rage so that I could drive my truck that's wrapped everywhere I go so I can get business. These are some of the dumb conversations I have with people. Like no joke. You're either all in on your business or you're not. It's that simple. Man, we're going way off topic here, but sometimes these little riffs, there's gold in there. And I think some of you need to hear this when you should hire a pro. A lot of us think that by doing it in-house, we're saving money, which is true from a bank account standpoint. If I have $10,000 in the bank and I have to pay someone $8,000 to do a service, I have $2,000 in the bank. Therefore it's cost me money, right? So from a financial standpoint, uh, in that scenario, it does cost me money. But what you're not taking into consideration is lost opportunity costs, right? You're not taking into consideration your time spent doing whatever it is. You're not taking into consideration time to market. There's lost opportunity cost in the time it takes you to produce that. And there's lost opportunity cost in the effectiveness of it. So if I decide I'm going to build my own website, and by the way, I've built three three or four of my own websites. I've hired uh, two websites out. I've done both sides of this fence. So I'm not, it's not lost on me. I'm not immune to this. Right. And there's times where it made sense to, to do my own website. There was time where it made sense to, to hire it. But you have to understand that if I decide to build my own website and I spend, you know, three weekends Let's say I'm only going to do it on the weekends. I'm not doing it during working hours, so it doesn't take away from work. 
I'm going to do it on the weekends. I'm going to spend three weekends, you know, 20 hours each weekend. That's a total of 60 hours of my time invested to save myself, say $5,000 for a website. How does that make sense? I got I'm taking time away from my family, right? Cause that's 20 hours. That's 60 hours. I'm not going to be able to spend with my family. There's no way in hell it's going to be as good as a professional. So it's not going to be as effective. And it's three weeks of time where I don't have a website. That's three more weeks. What if five people in that three weeks look you up online, they see your truck or someone tells you, tells them about you, tells them about you and they go online to look you up and there's no website and you spent three weeks, which by the way, that's not even realistic because most time it's like six months. Let's just be real. During that time, you lost the opportunity of five new jobs that you'll never know about because there's no way for them to get a hold of you. They go to your website. You don't have one. They go, man, if this guy doesn't even have a website, uh, I can't imagine how good they are. I'm not even going to call them. And you may say that doesn't happen, Brad. It does. If people think websites are valuable and you don't have one, they won't hire you. If they don't think websites are valuable and they don't care, then yeah, they may hire you, but everybody's different. Just like some people are like, if you don't have a social media account, I'm not hiring you. Other people are like, I don't care if you have a social media account. So you have to make sure that you're doing all these different things in your business. So there's costs associated with doing it yourself. And then if you do it yourself and you spend it 60 hours and it's a crappy website, then you have the cost of people not hiring you because you're, you're the so-called professional that does really good. They go to your website. It looks like a five-year-old designed it. And they're like, man, if this is, um, if this is their website, like I don't see how they're that good because if they're really good, they'd be making lots of money and they'd be able to afford a good website. See, the problem is a lot of you guys that are craftsmen, you don't see the value in that stuff because to you, it doesn't matter to you. It's all about the quality of your work to you not to your customers. The customers care about that stuff to some degree, some more than others, but they care about that stuff. If you don't have money to do these things, then trade your services with someone to do it for you. If you need a website built and you're talking to a guy and he's like, oh, I build websites. You know, I need to have a bathroom remodel done. How much do you charge for a website? They're five grand. Okay. Well, what I can do is I can't do the whole bathroom for five grand because that's, it's worth, you know, it costs more than that. But what I can do is trade out $5,000 worth of services, you know, labor. So instead of it being a $20,000 bathroom, it'd only be a $15,000 bathroom. The guy's saving fifth, you know, five grand. He knows how to build the websites really quick. You're saving money. You trade services. It's a win-win, right? So you don't have to always pay money to do stuff. Now, the correct answer is you would just have the money and pay for it because I don't want to give up my labor. But if you don't have the money, that's the only option, trade services to have that done. If you don't have time to do the stuff, then you have to use money. If you don't have 60 hours to build your own website, then you have to use money and leverage money to save your time. If you have time and no money, then you use your time, right? That makes common, it's common sense. Even though I say there's no such thing as common sense, it's common sense. If you don't have time, you spend money. If you don't have money, you spend time. That's the trade-off. If you don't have either, you're just screwed. 
Hey, just a quick timeout from the show. In the next 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can transform your contracting business. Imagine being part of a community of winners where you can find out exactly what they've done to be successful. That's exactly what you get when you join the Profit Club. But it's not just a community. You get lifetime access to all of my course-related material, including all future material that I add. But wait, there's more. Each week, you'll get access to three group coaching calls to talk about sales, marketing, and business problems and answer any questions that you may have. Still not convinced? How about personalized one-on-one coaching to help you overcome your limits? And here's my promise to you. I guarantee you will double your investment within 90 days or I personally will work with you one-on-one until you do. So don't wait. Elevate your game with the Profit Club today. Now let's get back to the show. Let's look at some different areas. Finances, bookkeeping, hire someone. You don't need to do it yourself. Taxes, hire a professional. You'll screw it up and cost you tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Payroll, I don't care if it's 15 hours a week, hire someone. It's worth it. Marketing, your websites, you know, any kind of design work. I, I know guys that are like, hey, I want to wrap my truck. And they go online and they download some free design, at, you know, software. And then they design their own truck. They spend 20 hours designing their own truck. Again, it looks like crap. And then they eventually, after they waste 20 hours of the time, they hire a professional and then they get a really good looking vehicle. If they would have just started there, they would have saved themselves 20 hours of their life. So design work like that. Look at production. Estimating. Depending on your volume, the volume you're doing, the size of your business, should you hire an estimator? If you're doing all the estimating and you have a larger company, it might make sense to hire an estimator. Project management, right? If you depend on the size of your company, it might make sense to bring on a project manager. Delivery, delivery of, of you know, services and or equipment. Uh, one of my new clients does excavation work and they have lots of pieces of equipment they have to move. And I said, one of the things they do is rock. They have to bring in rock, a lot of rock for foundation work and stuff. And I looked at their, when I was looking at their, um, their P&L stuff, it was, they spent a lot of money on rock. And they had a lot of time invested in getting rock and delivering it. And I asked the question, I said, what it makes sense, because the place where they get the rocks like an hour away. I said, would it make sense to just have your own rock yard? If you know you're using, you know, you're going to use 53s or 11 on every job you do, just go straight to the, the source, buy all that rock wholesale, have it delivered to your site, and then you'd save on time and money. I said, have you ever considered it? And they said, yes, I've actually ran the numbers on it. And financially, it's more expensive for us to do it ourselves. And I was like, perfect answer. Because you did the math. You literally looked at it. You identified this as a problem. You had, you know, and you did the math. And financially, one way was better. I can't argue with that. But most of you have never done the math. You've never actually sat down and done the math to see what it takes to do stuff. The number one thing that small remodeling companies do that absolutely destroys their profit margins is going to the store and getting materials as needed. You're starting a bathroom remodel, you do demo, and then you go, okay, what do I need next? Oh, I need drywall, I need some 
cement board. I need this and this and this and this screws and you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's go to the store and you go and the guys go him and the helper or you and the helper, because there's nothing else the helper can do. So the helper goes with you. You spend three hours going to the store, buying the materials, going back, unloading it. Okay. That's the end of the day. We'll start doing this stuff tomorrow. Right. So <laughs> three hours wasted and, uh, you're going to start the next day. The next day you get in there and you start doing stuff and like, Oh crap, we forgot to get two by six. We needed one two by six for this one thing. All right. I'll go back to the store and get a two by six and you go and you spend another hour. And then at the end of the job, you look at your receipts and there's 25 trips to Lowe's and you wonder why you're not making any money. Ask me if I've ever done that. Yes. That was the time I realized where all my money was going when I looked at, finally looked at it and said, why do I have 25 receipts to Lowe's? It's because we were self-performing a lot of stuff. We were self-performing plumbing, minor electrical stuff. And I just, I mean, very minor stuff, like moving a receptacle three feet, you know, uh, replacing a um, drain for a plumber, you know, plumbing line or whatever, like not major stuff. And so we would do it ourselves but we don't have all those materials on our vehicle. So we have to go to the store to get a receptacle or we got to go to the store to buy some Romex. or we got to go to the store, buy a, a two inch pipe or whatever. And then you get there and you get back and you forgot one thing. You go to the store to buy a new stop and you get back and the stop was in the wrong location. It's the wrong kind. You needed a half inch compression fitting, but you got a five eighths, you know, OD, whatever solder fitting and you're like crap that's the wrong one so you go back to the store again so on and so on right so what's the alternative the alternative is you can just go online order everything ahead of time and have it delivered to the job site that right there could potentially save you 20 hours on one job but brad i don't have time i don't know what i need i gotta do no those are excuses those are just excuses you can put together a list you can get it 90% correct, and then the other 10% you got to run to the store and get. So you're telling me it's far better to make 20 trips at an hour each, waste 20 hours, than it is to get 90% accurate on the first order, spend zero time delivering it, but you spend an hour putting the material list together. They deliver it, and then you got to make two more trips to the store to get some extra stuff. You're saying it's far better to spend 20 trips because you don't know what you need than it is to spend three trips or three hours. It's better to spend 20 hours than it is to spend three hours because you just don't know what you're going to need. Those are all external bullshit excuses. They are. They're just excuses. You don't want to put in the effort and time to try and make it better because you're not actually analyzing the cost of what this is, what this is doing. This is the part of, should you do it yourself or should you hire it out? One of my clients who's a building contractor, he recently did the math and they build like agricultural buildings, commercial buildings, and they need, you know, like a, like a skyjack, um, handler, whatever you want to call it. And they need a skid steer and they need lots of different pieces of equipment. And they, you know, they have a low boy that they pull with the truck. And they would truck their own stuff. They would just truck it everywhere. And what he found out was that he only had one or two guys that could drive the vehicles. So those guys had to do it or he would do it as the owner. 
and there was so much time being spent moving equipment around, he did the math and realized it's actually cheaper to hire out somebody to deliver the equipment to each job site. It actually forced them to be more efficient with job site planning to know where the equipment's going to be. When you have your own equipment and your own truck and trailer, you can, you know, you can go to one job site and drop and then use a skid steer for three hours and then load it back up and take it back to another job site and use it for the rest of the day. And you spend all this time in transit. Well, it forced him to realize like, Hey, we're just going to have to do better job site planning because that, that skid steer is going to be there for three days to get everything done. And then we can ship it to the other job site and it's cheaper for him. Not only does he not have to deal with, uh, trailer maintenance, he doesn't have to deal with the licensing and the insurance, you know, plating and all that stuff, registration, doesn't have to deal with all that stuff. He doesn't need a, a bigger yard to store it in, right? Doesn't have to worry about it getting stolen. He just pays. And even if it's three, four, five hundred $500 every time he moves it, it's still cheaper than doing it himself. And he saves more time. So you have to do the math on this stuff and realize what's important. Like what's going to, what's going to make the most sense. Now that doesn't mean either that three years from now, if he grows and he has three or four crews, it doesn't mean that he won't go back and buy equipment and start doing it in house. Because if it makes sense financially, if it actually saves him money to bring it in house, then he may switch that. And when I asked him how, you know, how he came to that decision, he just said, well, I mean, worst case scenario, if I sell all the trailers and stuff and it doesn't work out or I need, I need the trailers, I'll just go buy new trailers. Like I can just reverse that decision. Right. But some of us, myself included, it's like, once you buy a piece of equipment, you don't want to let go of it. You don't want to get rid of it. Especially if it's paid off. Oh my gosh, Brad, it's paid off. I don't want to, I paid $10,000 for that trailer. I don't want to turn around and have to buy another trailer for $10,000. It's that scarcity mindset that's not allowing you to look at this from a, you know, an objective financial perspective. What makes the most sense long-term? Sometimes these decisions in one year's time, you're going to lose money. In three years time, you're going to save money. So sometimes you need to extend your time period of when you're measuring this stuff. You know, subcontractors are another thing. We would self-perform a lot of minor plumbing, a lot of minor electrical, and we were running around getting materials and it would take us longer because we weren't efficient at it. And I finally was like, this is stupid. Let's just hire a plumber to come in and do everything. Even if it's just one simple thing, I'd rather pay $500 more to a subcontractor that they can do in 30% less time than we can because we don't know what we're doing. And I just charge that to the customer. They're going to get a better service because the plumber is a professional and knows what he's doing. We're going to be okay at it, you know, and we may be able to do it to an acceptable level, but we don't do it every day. So our time is going to be way, way, way slower. It's not efficient. Start hiring out the people that are going to make your life easier. When every time we bring something in house to do ourselves, it adds one more thing to manage. It adds a layer of complexity. I want you guys to start building simple businesses. Simplicity scales. Complexity doesn't. Complexity stalls. It's very difficult to build a complex business model.
it's a lot easier to scale a very simple business model. And when you guys are doing your own website and then you want to add a picture, you may not think it's a big deal. It's like, oh, I could just get on there and add a picture. It only takes me 30 minutes. I can upload the picture. It's still 30 minutes of your time. When you could be using 30 minutes of your time to making sales, to following up with referrals, you know, to work on your business. So you have to understand that your time is also super valuable. Your time is not just, I have unlimited time, therefore I can do my own bookkeeping and it saves me 200 bucks a month. Yes, but you're, you're spending three hours a month doing bookkeeping or you're spending five hours a week, you know, or payroll. Like it's still your time that you're spending. If you talk to anybody who's been in business for a long period of time, their ultimate goal is to buy back their time. They're using money to get more time because the ultimate uh, commodity that we all want is time. We lose time. We can never get it back. We can get money back. We can, you know, we can get new relationships if we need to. We can hire new people, but no matter what we do, we can never get time back. So when you understand that the time you spend is precious, you start to understand that it's not, it's a waste of time to do these things, even if it costs you more money. I have somebody that cuts my grass. I think he charges 35 bucks a week, something like that. I can cut my yard in 15 minutes. I mean, literally from start to finish, I can cut it in 15 minutes. I hire someone. Why? Because that's an hour a month that I would waste cutting my own yard. And it's a low value task for me. We have someone that cleans our house twice a month, 130 bucks a, a time, 260 bucks. Why? Because it's a waste of my wife's time to clean the house. She's busy as well. It's also points of contention in our relationship. When I had younger kids and we were clean, every Saturday we were cleaning and we would spend the whole morning on a Saturday morning cleaning. I hated it because it's waste of my time. Once we hired a cleaning lady, it completely eliminated that whole entire argument and problem in our house, right? I have a therapist that I go see. Why? So I can work through issues that are holding me back. I can work through my own mindset problems. I pay her $130 an hour. Why? Because it's worth it. If she can help solve these blockages in my mind, help me work through problems that I have, it's going to free up my mind. It's going to make me more efficient. It's going to make, uh, allow me to be more successful. I pay for that stuff. I have no problem paying for an Uber to go somewhere. You know, we like, hey, buddy, can you come and give me a ride to the airport? Because I, I want to save $17 on an Uber. So I'm going to I'm gonna put somebody else, you know, I'm going to inconvenience somebody else so I can save $17. No, I'm paying for my time, paying for my experience. I'm paying for my own benefits. I hire a professional website builder. It saves me from doing that. I hire a bookkeeper, saves me from doing that and potentially screwing it up. I hire a competent insurance agent who knows construction so I don't underinsure myself or I don't get overinsure myself. They know what I need. I hire a professional designer to design my truck because I don't want to waste 
you know, 20 hours of my time designing it. I hire subcontractors so I don't have to spend time redoing stuff and wasting time there. A lot of you think this, the more I do in-house, the more work I have, the more money I make. It's the wrong way to look at stuff. Do what you're really, really, really good at and sub out or hire out the rest. Some of you can't comprehend this. Well, I'm really good at tile, but if we do, if I get the whole job, then I can be on there for, that's, that's three weeks worth of work versus one week worth of work. If I'm really good at tile and I only do tile, I have to do four jobs a month. But if I do a bathroom and I do all of it, that's three weeks. I only got to do, you know, one and a half a month. The problem is you suck at all the other stuff. You suck at the carpentry. You suck at the painting. You suck at the electrical. You suck at the plumbing. You suck at, you know, flooring. You suck at everything except the tile work. So you're really good at the tile, and then you lose a ton of productivity on the other stuff because you suck at it, but in your mind, you think you're saving or making more money. Focus on what you're good at, double down on it, and you'll make way, way, way more money. Simplify the process, scale that. What I want you to take away from this podcast episode is you really need to do the math anytime you're considering you know, hiring someone or doing it yourself. You really need to do the math on it and see if it's a benefit or not. Stop being broke-minded. Stop having a broke mindset, meaning you don't have any money, and start hiring people that are going to make your life significantly better. Just because you're good at estimating your own jobs does not mean that you're the best person to be doing it. When you could hire another estimator who's actually better than you, and it saves you 20 hours a week, you just freed up 20 hours every time. And the other person may be better at it than you. You've just ne- you've never, you've never um, benchmarked that against anything else. I always do the sales. I always do the marketing. I always do the estimating. I always do the order materialing, material, you know, ordering materials. I always do the design. You've always done this stuff, and you've never benchmarked it against anything else. You don't know if you're good at it. There may be somebody who's way better at it than you, who's actually can do it cheaper than what it, you could do it yourself. But you've never actually investigated that. It's just, I'm a craftsman and I can figure it out. Brad, if I can build a house, I can do everything else. <laughs> that voice cracks me up. That's what a lot of you guys do. So stop doing that, guys. Start running the numbers to see if it makes sense to hire someone else. Two questions you should ask somebody when you hire them. How long have you been doing this? Because the second thing that you guys do wrong is, oh, my, uh, I need to hire a marketing person. I need to hire someone to do my social media. I know you said I need to do social media. I'm going to start doing social media. I want to hire a video editor to edit all this stuff for me because I don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't want to spend the time doing it. Good. That's good. That's a good start. So my, my daughter just graduated from college with a marketing degree, and she's going to do all that for me. And wrong decision. We always want to hire the person who's inexperienced because it's going to save us money. This is where the math part comes in. Would you rather hire someone who's never done it before for 12 bucks an hour, or would you rather hire a professional who gets results at 25 bucks an hour 
I'm hiring the $25 an hour professional every time because the end result is going to be 10 times better than that $12 an hour employee, even if it's my own daughter or kid or my nephew or my cousin. Oh, my cousin just graduated. She's a CPA. She just got her um, you know, master's degree. She's a CPA. She's getting ready to go work for an accountant. She's going to do my accounting on the side. Eh, wrong answer. Hire a professional. How long have they been doing it? And what percentage, listen to me, what percentage of your clientele are contractors? Because the second thing that you can do to screw yourself is to hire that CPA who's been doing it for 15 years and has never worked with a contractor before because they don't understand the, the idiosyncrasies and all the things that go on in the construction industry. They don't understand it. If someone has less than 50% of their clients, if, they're, if less than 50% of their clients are contractors, I wouldn't hire them. I would think very long and hard about that. I'm going to hire a website designer who spends most of their designs on contracting companies. I'm going to hire a bookkeeper who 60% of their clientele are contractors. I'm going to hire an insurance agent who specifically works with contracting companies to get their insurance. I'm going to hire an attorney who specifically works with contract law for construction businesses. Those, that's the key part a lot of you are missing. You're like, Brad, I hired an accountant and they screwed up my books. Yes, because they've never worked with a contractor before. Well, I can't find any. Keep looking. Expand your horizon. Do the best you can. If you find one that's got 30% of their clients that are contractors and nobody else has contractors, that's still better than hiring the guy who has zero experience with contractors. You're still going to have a better odds of doing that. So hire the right people. All right. We went long on this podcast. I was all over the place. Um, I hope you got value out of this. Sometimes that can be long-winded. You know, if people tell me you got to land the plane already, Brad, and, you know, to those people, I say, I don't give a crap. You either like my stuff or you don't. I'm not trying to be everything to everyone. I'm trying to be authentic to myself. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, scroll on. Okay? It's that simple. Because a lot of you are trying to even service everybody in your business. Anybody who calls you, you think is a client. That's wrong. It's completely wrong. And I don't, I don't run my business that way either. So I am being authentic. And if you like it, jump on board, drink the Kool-Aid. Let's have fun. If you don't like my style, if you don't like what I say, then move on and find somebody else. No hard feelings. Guys, if you do want to keep the conversation going and you do want to learn more about services that I offer, you can always follow me on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just search for the Hammer and Grind podcast. You'll find me real easy. And until next time, guys, remember, profit is not a dirty word.